Thank you. My wife, Amanda, and I, <clears throat> my wife, Amanda, and I have been members of this wonderful church for almost eight years. And today I want to tell you how our Heavenly Father has guided and provided for me over the past year as I struggled with a debilitating illness that put me in the hospital nine times in 13 months. But first, I'd like to read from God's Word. Psalms 73:28 says, But as for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the sovereign Lord my refuge. I will tell of all your deeds. But the Bible tells us that once as Jesus was leaving an area, a man he had healed begged to go with him. But Mark 5:19 says, Jesus did not let him, but said, Go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. I believe that when God works in our lives, he wants us to tell others in order to encourage fellow believers and to give glory to his name. For about 16 years, I hid from everyone but close friends and family that I suffered from ulcerative colitis. I did not want to be defined by the, that disease. But today I talk openly about it to encourage fellow sufferers and to tell how God walked me through this storm in my life. Of course, it's easier for me to talk about something that is now in my past. A little over a year ago, my efforts to control my colitis through a special diet, lifestyle changes, and a wide array of drugs all fell completely. Over the summer of 2013, I went to the hospital five times. My weight dropped from 174 pounds to 128. I bled so much that the doctors had to give me 12 units of blood in 13 weeks. With my immune system suppressed by a powerful drug, I became severely ill with an antibiotic-resistant intestinal disease on top of my colitis. I was in pain. I was weak. I was completely unable to help myself. I cried out to my God, and he provided me with a creative young doctor who was willing to try a new treatment for the infection. I will spare you the details, but what he did normally required a donation of healthy cells from family members. Unfortunately, my family here is, is only my wife and my daughter, and they didn't qualify. So fortunately, we were able to turn to our church family, and a church member volunteered. And within 48 hours, the procedure killed the infectious disease. Unfortunately, my colitis continued to rapidly drain the blood and nutrition from my body, and my doctors told me I needed surgery right away. Again, I called out to my God. I had no time to research the right surgeon. But he guided me to a highly talented surgeon at UMass, who then operated on me three times. Recovery from each surgery was painful and slow. But God provided support in the form of my wonderful wife, Amanda, who truly understands the marriage vow of in sickness and in health and my family, and my church family, and the nurses and doctors at UMass. With each hospital visit, I learned more about relying on God. My godly wife has always been quick to pray for others. When she says, let's pray about it, she means right then, by the way. And, and many times, I would leave my hospital room only to return to find her praying with my roommate and their family. We soon saw that my roommates in the hospital often faced challenges far greater than mine. Through it all, I felt the prayers of those who knew about my struggles. When the days were dark, the rays of light provided by your encouraging calls, your visits, notes, texts, emails, and cards, especially those with a prayer 
or a Bible verse, were nourishment for my soul. Thank you so much for that. Today I stand before you a well man, ready to return to the workforce. The Lord our God works in mysterious ways. I don't know why he chose to heal me the way that he did. I would prefer it a little bit quicker. But I know that he guided me through the process. I know, too, that today I feel far closer to him, more at peace in our relationship than before my illness. The road to recovery was not a straight path, and in June I found myself back in the hospital with a complication related to my surgeries. But even then, God brought something good out of something bad. Because my roommate was a young man the age of my youngest son, who was suffering from colitis as well, and was preparing to undergo the exact same series of surgeries that I went through with the exact same surgeon. I thank God that I was able to reassure him, offer advice, and pray with him over the three days before his surgery. He told me he had been nervous before meeting me, but was no longer worried when I left. We continue to email and stay in touch as he recovers. Now God is guiding Amanda and me back to Texas to be near our aging parents. While we will miss our friends here, God has already confirmed our call to Austin several times over. He provided us with a contract on our house here in two weeks, and as of yesterday, provided us with a contract on our new home in the Austin area. He is a God who continues to provide what we need just in time. I live life now in anticipation of what God will do next. I start out each day on my knees before him, or, or like a child in his lap, reading from his word, asking what he wants me to do. <coughs> I have learned to turn to him immediately whenever I encounter a problem. When our Austin House contract negotiations hit a snag that had all the potential to get ugly, Amanda and I immediately went before God and asked for his guidance, and he smoothed everything out. It is as if he is our coach, and at every setback, we turn to him and say, okay, coach, what's the play? What's the play now? I don't yet have a job lined up in Austin, but I know that my God knows that I need one. As I begin knocking on doors, he will open the right one, and I can hardly wait to see what it is. I've told you all of this to reassure you that our God is an awesome God who wants to be involved in your life. He wants to guide you, to give you glimpses of his handiwork, to strengthen you in your faith. Yes, sometimes he is silent. I'm not always sure why. But I've come to believe that he is silent because we are, sometimes we already have his answer and we don't want to admit it. Or sometimes he is silent because we have not prayed through our request and we are asking for the wrong thing. And I believe sometimes he is silent because he is testing us. Each of our walks is different. But for me, when God is silent, my assignment is to keep believing to keep praying, to keep praising him, to keep reading his word, and to keep testifying about what he has already done in my life. In his time, in his way, our Heavenly Father will always guide and provide so long as we, his children, ask for his help and listen for his answers. Thank you. <laughs>